issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408 is our number. Father Greg Sakowitz, the Rector of Holy Name Cathedral. Co-host, Mark Teresi, Executive Director of the Cathedral. We are live streaming, and we're going to wave to all of you who are watching live streaming. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing very well. We're preparing for our Easter Small group compared to our big family, and everybody coming has been vaccinated. And uh, did you get you got your second vac? You got your second shot a couple weeks ago, right? Right. How, yeah, I got my you? I got my second shot a week ago, Saturday, and the only side effect I had on Sunday was I had a real craving for Purina dog chow. <laughs> <laughs> so beside that, is that normal? It's uh, it's out of the or- out of the ordinary, <laughs> and uh, and also it is a start of the blessed Holy, Holy Week, Week, yes, a week in which to really put time aside to the life, the death, the resurrection of our Lord. The cross is not a cross of defeat, but one of victory. So victorious, we call it eternal life, resurrection, and also little ramblers. I mean, they lost on Saturday to Oregon State, um, but they had a great year. And to they uh, sure Porter did. Mosier they're and inspired. They're, yeah, they were. They just, uh, as well as they played against Illinois, they did not do that against Oregon State. They're a great team, but got into a collective slump hitting in terms of shooting, uh, especially in the first half. But uh, hats off to the Ramblers, and uh, it's down to eight teams left, and they play tonight. Again, the Final Four on Saturday in the big dance game next Monday, but I don't kind, follow basketball. Kind of we don't care. Well, I've always loved sports. We have a tremendous program lined up today. And again, 312-255-8408. And we have here, Music Has Legs is an inspiring book that takes readers on a journey of Juan Manuel Pineda from the streets of El Salvador to the Westeros Pequenos Hermanos NPGH Orphanage, the front page of Chicago Tribune. The book delivers an uplifting story at a time when good stories are difficult to find, it highlights what people from Shriners Hospital for Children, UIC Hospital, NPHUSA, and a host of Chicago families can accomplish when they work together. And our guest today is going to be a great hour, Bishop Ron Hicks, the Bishop of Joliet Diocese, and Marlene Byrne, parishioner at St. Mary of the Woods. And little story, Mark, that I go back with Bishop Ron Hicks, I was 32 years old on the faculty with you in Niles mm-hmm. College Seminary, and Ron Hicks was an 18-year-old college freshman in the seminary. I was his priest dorm director. I remember the day Ron moved in with his mom and dad and Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, delightful, wonderful yeah, people, and I people. can't believe that Mrs. Hicks is still 39 years old, mm-hmm. Ron's mother, so it, uh, and Marlene Byrne, I met Marlene and Brian over 25 years ago when we were together at 
Seymour mm-hmm. the Woods. And uh, so Bishop Ron Hicks and Marlene Byrne, welcome to Catholic Chicago. How are you, Bishop Hicks and Marlene? Father Greg, good morning. I'm doing wonderful, and I'm delighted to be here with you and with Mark and with Marlene. Marlene, are you on the phone? I am. Well, delighted as well to be on the show. It's uh, You know, you think, uh, Bishop Ron, that when uh, we met 35 and a half years ago, it was back in uh, August of 1985, you were coming from, I think it was Quigley. Quigley South. That's Quigley correct, South at right. that time. And isn't it funny? I remember the day you moved in with your mom and dad, and your parents are the most wonderful people, great smiles, and... Um, and it is f- funny how life intersects because Bishop Ron and I were on uh, at the fac- on the faculty at Mundelein Seminary. Marlene joined us for a couple years to help hype the seminary collection. I thought we we also have a Mundelein connect here too. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. back and also. No, there, there's so many things that connect us all together and. Uh, I would say this is like a, a little reunion here of friends in our conversation I, I, with the four it, it of really us. It really is. And this book, I looked at it, Music Has Legs, which is authored by Marlene Byrne and David Hasnaw, is a tremendous book of this young man, you know, Juan, uh, uh, Juan Pinedo's life in Manuel. And, uh, you know, before we actually get into the story of uh, Juan, maybe for a moment, uh, Bishop Ron, tell folks your own journey to the priesthood. Here you come from Quigley, Niles College, Mundelein Seminary, ordained a priest of the Archdiocese of Chicago, and now elevated to a bishop and now uh, the Diocese of Juliet. But just uh, when did you first start thinking about priesthood in your own life? Right. Father Greg, I am nothing but grateful for the whole formation program and the seminary system of the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm one of the the last of what you would call the lifers. There, there's a few that came after me, but uh, I went through our entire seminary system, which was uh, Quigley and then Niles College. That became uh, St. Joseph College. But uh, I went to Niles and then, um, then to Mundelein Seminary. And uh, through it all, it's uh, received a very solid education and uh, just a, a great formation in terms of the importance of growing as a uh, as a child of God and as a man of faith and uh, really trusting and keeping God in the center of my life. And the other uh, part of our seminary system was um, a, real, a real connection and an emphasis on pastoral formation, of putting our faith into action and uh, to making sure that, um, that our lives were just not about ourselves. But, um, but really, if we are baptized, if we are disciples, if we are Catholics, we, um, we have an obligation to serve others and not just think of ourselves. So that, that seed was really planted in me in the whole seminary system. So uh, after my time with you and Niles College, I graduated in 1989, and I really felt the Lord's call to continue studying for priesthood for the Archdiocese of Chicago. But there, there was one thing inside of me that said, I, I need to look at this. I realized when I was graduating at age 21, 1989, from Niles College, that uh, I didn't speak Spanish. I didn't know Spanish. And, uh, and I looked around me in the archdiocese, and I said, there's a real need, uh, a pastoral need, to, uh, to 
speak Spanish, and not only to be able to read the Mass, but to actually communicate, to be able to listen and to talk. So my, my motivation was I, I took one year out of the seminary system after graduating from college to go and volunteer in a home for orphaned and abandoned children in Mexico called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. I'll talk about that home a little bit later. But, um, but I went there with really the intention of learning Spanish. And then I'd come back, and I'd enter Mundelein Seminary, and, uh, and then I would continue my studies and become a priest for the archdiocese. Much of that fell into line like I planned, but uh, God is so good with our plans. He, he gave me so much more. And um, during that time, I not only learned Spanish during my year as a volunteer in Mexico, but I, I fell in love with this mission called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos, uh, a mission that was founded by a Catholic priest, Father William Lawson, back in 1954. And... Um, it's really to care for orphaned and abandoned children, and he founded it not as an institution, not as an NGO. He founded it on, on our faith. It's really built around our faith in Jesus Christ, and he's, he saw it. He founded it as a family. It's an extended family, and we treat each other as brothers and sisters and as much of a true family as can be. So, um, so that was really inspirational to me my my year there when i went back into the seminary system to start at mundelein my four years um it, it continued to just enhance my studies and my pastoral work and uh then i was ordained a priest for the archdiocese in 1994 and have continued to be connected to this quite incredible organization, this Catholic organization called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos, NPH, which stands for Our Little Brothers and Sisters. Now, can you... That's a great summary, Ron. Yeah, Thank you. Can you... Because uh, uh, the mission is, is still in your heart. Maybe when we get back, we're going to take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. Ron, when we come back, um, could you just... Uh, and then we'll get into the book with Marlene, but could you share the story about you know, you're leaving after five years of uh, of being with that wonderful community. I, I love that story. It tells me Nuestro Pequeño Hermanos is still in your heart. Uh, but maybe when we come back from our break, you could share that. I'd be happy to. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Eres tú, como mi vida el amigo que busqué, en ti lo encontré. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. 
Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we begin adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408. We're with Bishop Ron Hicks and Marlene Byrne, and the beautiful music that you're hearing as intro back in is Juan singing. We're going to listen a little later in the program to a full... He's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, he does. Well, he was, and he was with us, remember, at St. Mary of the Woods. Marlene had him come to rehearsals, and Sundays he would do communion meditation, beautiful songs, just... At a 9 o'clock mass with a contemporary yeah, choir. Yeah, yeah, very, very beautiful. Well, Bishop Ron, I'd asked you if you could share... I think it sums up your heart for five years um, with Nuestra Pequena Hermana, but could you share that story that you've shared with, with us at different times about um, your leaving there? Sure. So Nuestra Pequena Hermanos was... Uh, seed planted in my heart back in 1989 when I was a volunteer there just as a student. But uh, my love for it just continued to grow. And uh, I'd, all of my assignments um, in Chicago that I had as a priest, be it at Our Lady of Mercy or St. Elizabeth Seton in Orland Hills or as the Dean of Formation at St. Joseph College Seminary, I'd always look for ways of um, taking groups of people and connecting them to this mission of Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. So it's really transferred or transformed the lives of these children for the better um, through through these wonderful principles of our founder father Watson but it's um so I was always connected but I had this deep longing to uh, to work for NPH to actually full-time dedicate my my ministry and my mission and my um, my service to NPH so uh, I remember after 11 years after being ordained I asked Cardinal George, if he'd give me a, uh, a permission to go live and work full-time in one of our houses at Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. And um, 
after some negotiating, you know, he didn't originally want to let me go. And he said, Ron, I need you here in Chicago. And what's going to happen is if I let you go to the missions, you're going to fall in love with it. You're going to love this work and you're never going to come back. And so he says, I really don't want to let you go. And the Holy Spirit really came upon me in that conversation. I, I could feel the Holy Spirit in me because this is beyond my words and beyond my wisdom or intellect. I said, um, I said, Cardinal, you've known me for all these years. I think you know I'm a man of my word. H- how about if we say, if you give me five years mm-hmm. to go live and work at Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos in Central America, that... I will come back to Chicago, and I will be obedient, and I will do and go wherever you send me, and I won't whine about it, I won't complain, <laughs> and, and I won't do anything. And you, you, he, said, you said all that to Cardinal George? I did, yeah, you know, and... That's not just, the Holy Spirit, that, that's negotiating <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of that, too, yes. That's right, Mark. <laughs> and uh, I just remember him looking at me, and... There was kind of like this light that went on in the whole room, and he said, Ron, if you can promise me that, I can tell this is where your heart is. He says, I'll give you your five years. And uh, and he did. And uh, after the five years, he was right. I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay. I would have stayed my entire priesthood, and I told him that. And he reminded me, but remember, <laughs> you said <laughs> you you'd promised, come back. You and promised I said, me. I said to him, Cardinal, absolutely. And uh, people have asked me along the way, aren't you a little resentful that he just didn't let you stay a couple more years after that? I know you wanted to. And I said, absolutely not. I I have a choice. I could be resentful and say, oh, he didn't let me stay longer. Or I could be grateful that he gave me five Mm -hmm. years to do this extraordinary work. And that's what he did. So I will be eternally grateful for his yes and for allowing me to do this. Now tell us a story about leaving NPH. Oh, I don't think, Father Greg, I've ever left NPH. They still have a well, part of my true. heart. Well, that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? uh, now, Mark, are you talking about a story that, um, is that the story that... When he left. Oh, okay, that's, that's a fascinating story. Now, we got to hook Marlene Burnham. Oh, wait, wait, that, he didn't tell the story yet. Oh, keep going, Ron, Bishop Ron, keep going. No, my... my um, I'm talking about the party and then the next morning. Yeah, you know, so... The, the children there, living in El Salvador, there, there was 500 children living in the home of El Salvador. My, my work was the regional director, so I lived in the home in El Salvador, but I was also the director of our homes in Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Honduras. But um, the, the, the day of my, um, my departure after five years, it's, uh, it was filled with tears and laughter and songs and food and parties in the hugs and all those sort of things that you do at, as, you're, as you're leaving, and um, just a lot of gratitude being expressed. But um, I, I remember the, the party kind of ending probably at about eight thirty nine 9 o'clock, and the, the kids all went to bed. I, um, I had to be out of the home, into the car, going to the airport at 2 in the morning to connect my flight. And, uh, and I, I'll tell you, it's... Um, those those children never ceased to to amaze me. They they wanted to do something, and they told the the directors there and the other people, we we just can't let him go, you know, and drive out of here by himself. So um, they they lined up and they had these like white handkerchiefs or cloths in their hands, and they they made a line from my house all the way out to the the front drive, and um, kind of a parade type thing of waving these. Uh, 
these white cloths and um, expressing their love and cheering, and it was um, it was just an image I'll I'll never forget. It's uh, it was kind of pure love and the the connection that we shared for all those years, and a kind of a, a knowing that this will always be home. Now, Ron, and, um, those handkerchiefs were being waved about eleven o'clock in the evening. Two in the morning. No, two in the morning. You know, so I, I don't wow. even think, I think the kids were so excited. I don't think they actually really slept that mm-hmm. night. It was, a, it was a Saturday night, and, uh, and I, I think, but it's, um, they, they just, they, in Latin America, saying goodbye to someone, you, you want to be there with them. And they, they just couldn't imagine me driving off by myself. Now, and, that is uh, a marvelous, marvelous story. That, that. Which brings me to tears. Yeah. And I think on that note, Mark, take us to break. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. When we come back, Bishop Ron Hicks, Marlene Byrne, will begin our discussion on how this mission, Ron, that you've been invested in, Marlene, you've been invested in, how that mission became real through Juan's music and his life. And we'll talk about music as late. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Throughout our nation and our world, People of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. And too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, 
and hope. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. We're with Bishop Ron Hicks and Marlene Byrne. Marlene, how did you connect with NPH and with Juan? Well, you know, it's, 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 I always say some people are out in the world and they're looking. Some people, it, it falls in their lap, and I happen to be the latter. We were at St. Mary of the Woods. Father Greg was the pastor, and he was asked, to host an event with NPH, and um, moms from the school decided to help, you know, organize. My job in that committee was to really find homes for some of the kids who were coming to dance in the troupe, and the interesting part about it is Juan was in that troupe, but I never met him. Um, I actually had two other boys who stayed at our house, um, and we enjoyed them. My kids loved them, and I just loved NPH, so... I got involved with NPH afterwards, helping them um, in, with some of their marketing and then being on their board. So I, too, have felt the, um, the welcome of going to El Salvador and being at the orphanage with the kids standing waving flags because they do the same thing when sponsors arrive. Um, but the connection then really is, you know, Father Ron having this opportunity for Juan to have his uh, cleft palate fixed at Shriners. and. Mm. Um, Juan's cleft was a very severe cleft that couldn't be fixed in El Salvador or Doctors Without Borders had looked at him. It was it was a pretty severe cleft, and he was also older, so it's not as easy to fix those types um, through surgery. Um, there's a more of a series of surgeries as, as your palate becomes more um, dense um, as you age. So Father Ron got this um, opportunity, and I we were asked if we would um, house um, Juan, as he kind of came in and out for these surgeries at Shriners, and uh, and again fell in our laps, and we said yes. Marlene, what was it within you and Brian? The call went out from Samir the Woods to host children from the mission in the orphanage. Now, many families would say we're, we were a busy family; we have we have no room in our house for this. What made you and Brian open to take children into your home, even to begin with? You know, I think it was the commitment of that was it's sort of, you know, you're just putting your toe in the water. So the two boys that we had were with us for only four days. Um, I was asked to be on the committee, and my assignment was was finding kids, um, you know, two kids stayed at a variety of houses in the neighborhood. So um, even one and one of his, um, one another boy who played music for the troupe stayed at a house in the St. Mary of the Woods Parish. So I assigned all the kids. You know, and, and honestly, again, selfishly, my son was young, and I took the youngest kid. His um, his name was Boris, and because I thought, well, that'll be a great experience for my son. So again, you know, it, it sort of was was um, handed to me, if you will. And uh, and again, it's it's God working in mysterious ways, I guess, because um, I too fell in love with NPH in you know in probably less than the four days that the kids were there. So Juan was not part of your original home of the two children. He was not. I oh, saw him at the fiesta, gotcha. um, you know, which you couldn't not see him because here's a boy that has a really severe cleft palate at the time. 
Um, and he also has no legs. He, he his legs were amputated um, from a fire. So he was he he would either be on prosthetics or he would, he sort of hops. Um, and again, you we saw him. Um, the night they performed at St. Mary of the Woods. But that was, as far as my relationship with Juan early on, that was it. Um, and then found out later on that this same boy was the one coming back to Chicago to get treated at Shriners Hospital. Well, tell folks also, because we're all, these, our lives are all intersected here, that I was <laughs> right. there at, you know, with the contemporary choir directing it, and you came up to me and asked if right. Juan could come. Tell that right. little story. I think that's fascinating. Well, and you know, Mark, it's it's funny. You go to mass every Sunday, and you you know, I I sometimes go to nine o'clock. I sometimes go to four thirty or eleven or whatever. But I always saw you over there. Never spoke a word to you. Um, obviously, at the time, again, Father Greg um, was my pastor, who I I knew well. But but again, talk about intersecting the four of us. Um, Ron coming for some of the events with Juan. Uh, I basically walked up to you after Mass and said, I know at 9 o'clock you used some instruments. We have this kid. He, he needs something to do mm-hmm. while he's in and out of our house. And, and what was supposed to be two and a half years ended up to be three and a half years mm-hmm. because there were some complications at Triner. So, again, extending his relationship, he needed some other things in his life, and, and you offered him this wonderful opportunity to not only perform on Sunday, but practice, which gave him, you know, other relationships and other people, and you treated him with such care and respect that he, you know, it, it also furthered his music skills and, you know, eventually helped him, um, you know, with the concert that he did. Now, did one actually it, live it, in it, your it, home? I, for... I also think that we can take for granted the four of us of why were we even there at Our Lady of the Woods? Why was this group of mm-hmm. children from Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos at Our Lady of the Woods performing songs and dances and here's here's the bottom line when i became regional director i didn't realize how much fundraising i would have to do mm-hmm. you know just to just to feed all these children and educate them and to give them uh health care and and housing and a faith formation all those things that children need it costs money so there was a fundraising aspect one of the great ways we did fundraising was about twice a year we'd select a group of our children to uh, to sing and to dance and put on folkloric songs and dances for for Catholic parishes. We we would go to places in Chicago and invite parishes to say, "Can we come and um, celebrate Mass with you? The the children will do all the music, and we can also have some sort of a fiesta where the children will sing and dance and." Uh, and hopefully we'll raise a, a little bit of money also and have some sponsorship for these children. But um, that's why we were at Our Our Lady of the Woods, and it was probably our last stop of the tour. And, and Marlene and her husband just stepped up to the plate and, and said, we'll help coordinate this. We'll help put the children into different houses. We'll make sure that the fiesta happens and uh and Our Lady of the Woods and all the Catholic parishes have just continued to be a, a real gift to this mission of Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. I know that St. Mary of the Woods did raise a lot of money, and uh, I think it's a great story that Marlene, Mark, goes up to you and says, I've got this young man, Juan, could he maybe mm-hmm. sing, practice with the group? Mark, take us to break. This is great. And just adding to that, you know, Juan would periodically do a communion meditation. What was interesting to me was, he sang usually in Spanish when people got it. They got the dimension of his faith 
within that music. Yeah, and sure. It, and it really was impactful to that community. So we will take a little break. WNDZ, 750 AM Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. By the way, Bishop Hicks, as the four of us moved into that movement, um, it was that Holy Spirit that you used, uh, uh, that you interceded with, uh, with uh, Cardinal George. George. It was the same Holy Spirit that brought, brought us together. Amen. Amen. Let's take a little break. We'll be back in a few minutes. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Catholic Charities Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847-546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. back 
Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, on your dial with our family reunion, Bishop Ron Hicks, Marlene <laughs> Byrne, Father Greg Snackwitz, Mark Teresi. I want to say for a moment before we continue the program, when I met Bishop Hicks as an 18-year-old seminarian back in 1985, Ron was an outstanding seminarian, ordained in 94, tremendous, fantastic priest in the archdiocese, and then our loss in Chicago has been now Juliet's gain in as bishop, and Bishop Hicks is an terrific bishop, caring, loving, great listener, compassionate. Um, and, and, and Father Greg, I've got that check in the mail for you. Yeah, Thank really, you for that. We're, enough, we're a little <laughs> jealous uh, of enough, Joliet, too. Uh, enough, enough about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't forget, I had a great I, sense of humor. Don't forget, I was Ron's dean of student, <laughs> and he was very well behaved. Too. Yes, never a troublemaker. <laughs> and uh, But again, it's... No, you know, you know thank, thank you for both of that. And, you know, I, I was... I was born and raised in Chicago, in the Church of Chicago, and now that I'm here in the Diocese of Joliet, one of the things I've realized is that this fundraising that we do to bring the children to different Catholic parishes, a lot of it occurred in the Archdiocese of Chicago, mm-hmm. but we'd go to any diocese, any church that would accept us, and that's throughout the country, but throughout the years, I'm also very proud that I'm in a diocese right now that has accepted these children. And so there's a number of parishes who have accepted this mission and have heard them sing and watched them dance. And um, I'm really happy that there's a a little bit of the Nuestros Pequeños mission right here in the diocese that I'm serving currently. And I would just say of happy memory, um, uh, Barb Ryan, uh, who helped start the Chicago office here at PH, she did a beautiful job. And I happened to know her through St. Zachary. So, I mean, there was a, just a lot of movement here in Chicago to really right. organize that effort. So, uh, so tell us about Juan and his journey to Chicago as we move toward understanding how music has legs happened. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God's providence. It's God's divine providence woven into this because you, you really can't make any of this up. Here, here's a, a, a boy who grew up in absolute pro- poverty in San Salvador and El Salvador. And in, when he was a little boy, he has this horrible cleft palate that's very severe. So that's one strike. And then he's in a house fire in which his legs are so burnt that they have to be amputated, basically at the hip. And on top of it, his mom is so sick, she can't take care of him. And uh, she wants the best for her son. She loves her son. And, uh, and she, she heard about Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos and said, this, this is an option for my child that at least he's going to get love and surrounded by a, a good, caring family atmosphere. And uh, and she eventually died, and he, he's been raised at Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos. That's what we do for all of our children. They come from these tragic situations, mm-hmm. but we, we give them another life in this context of faith and of family. And, um, now, Ron, he came to uh, the orphanage at what age? I, I, I'm, I, I believe about nine, nine or ten wow. years yeah. old he was. Wow. Yeah. That you, breaks your heart, just... Uh, the stuff he endured before he's before the age of seven. Correct, and I remember seeing him for the first time. You know, it's his life is not a fairy tale. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's he's he's endured a, a lot of hardship, 
And looking at them, you know, and just seeing the cleft palate and someone without legs, but um, but he's also been given this gift of being able to sing like an angel. Mm-hmm. He, he has this beautiful uh, just expression in his voice that uh, that is clear and touches people's hearts and souls. And uh, so when he arrived at NPH, we noticed that. Any instrument he picked up, he, he learned instantly, mm-hmm. and uh, and he loved to sing. And so we we asked him immediately, "Hey, do you want to join our choir for for church?" We just had any child in the orphanage who would like to sing; they were part of our choir. And uh, he very soon became the lead, and uh, his, his voice was amazing, and uh, and he could play any instrument and. He loved it. He loved all the practice that went with it. He loved that camaraderie. He loved the group. And he loved sharing his voice as a gift to God. He was singing like an angel with a cleft palate. Can you imagine that? No, because, no, no. Because when, no. when he talked, there, there was a, a little bit of distortedness uh, when he yeah. talked, but not when he sang, which was no, very curious to me. That's it, the it, gift. It, it, it's just a and real we, gift that, that came right. out so pure. Marlene? We. We, I was going to say, we actually worried about when they fixed his club palette if his voice was changed, mm. and it did not. So that was another very strange, no, even the doctors were like, it's very it's very strange that he doesn't have that deep, that he can speak as well as he could and sing like he could with his severe club palate, but they worried as they fixed, you know, really built the roof of his mouth if his voice would change, and it no. did not. Now, Marlene, so... So the f- I'll do it two ways. So the first time you heard Juan sing, mm-hmm. what, what what was your reaction? But then you're also in marketing, you know, Celtic marketing. You worked with us right. at the right. seminary talking about right. Seminary Sunday. So you're also a marketer. So right. tell it, right. what, what did you hear first in terms of Ron's voice? And then you mean and, Juan's voice? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then broaden that. So you know the whole experience. Sometimes I. I it, it almost was like a waterfall, right? So, you know, when we decided we would accept Juan into our home while he was going to Shriners, you know, one little piece of information was never qu- we never quite got until closer to when he was coming was that there would be not one but two boys coming. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a surprise. And, of course, as you all know, Sam mm-hmm. is very close to us, and he was um, Juan's companion for much of his journey to Shriners. But, you know, it, it things just unfolded. And, and you know, I, I say this all the time. It falls in your lap sometimes, and I, I can't play anything but the radio. So I don't know anything musically, but I can, you know, appreciate that this boy is sitting on my couch all the time and singing. And, you know, he, he really got his moment when he was at Shriners for one of his surgeries early on. Juan was there, and it was over Easter. And there was a resident there who got who spoke Spanish fluently and was talking to Juan, and Juan told him that he loved music. And the next morning on, on Holy Saturday, the resident came in with two guitars, one for him and one for Juan, and they played together. And that was really the beginning because the intern at Shriner said, keep that guitar. Hmm. And so we had ended up coming back from the hospital on that particular trip with a guitar and Juan started playing around her house. So it really was, you know, it's, it's one little piece that adds on to another little piece that builds into the story that really, you know, 
kept moving forward almost on its with legs of its own, if you will. So now it's interesting um, too that that it happened during Holy Week, and here we are in Thank Holy Week are. again. Right. We're we're going to take right. a little break. WNDZ seven fifty AM Catholic Chicago. When we come back, Marlene and and Bishop Ron, uh, we're going to talk about Juan's story and and that book, Music Has Legs, and how it became a reality. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective and the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Bishop Ron Hicks, Marlene Byrne, about Music Has Legs, an inspiring book on one story. Marlene, so you've been around the block as a marketer. How did you decide one story could be a book? Well, you know, I always, I always love to write, and and it's one of those things where I think when you see a story and it builds and it has so many elements that you know this story should be told. This is, this is bigger than any of us. It's certainly bigger than me. Uh, the, the people who, who kind of, what I want to say, piled on and got involved, 
it just kept growing. His his journey from, you know, playing with you at mass to um, one of the, we wanted to record the song. There's an NPH song, and that's really where it started. I asked one of the guys who works with us here at the ad agency if he would record the NPH theme song. I thought mm. they could use it for fundraising and yeah. do some things. He got working with one in the studio and came back and said, this kid has all these songs he's written. They're awesome, and we should record them. And, again, you know, it just started to grow. The next thing we knew, we were, we were producing a CD, and the next thing we knew, we were, we were doing a concert. And people from – there were two of the, of the past winners from American Idol that wanted to sing with him. Hmm, um, Steve wow. and Jerry, who used to sing with Journey, got on stage with him. So, again, it, it, it got so much bigger – than any of us ever thought. And, and again, I think that's really the power of, of so many people wanting to do good for someone like Juan. Marlene, how did, Marlene, how did David Hasnall get involved in the book with you? Well, David was a video producer, and we, want, we needed some footage. We wanted to tell the NPH story, and we needed some footage for the concert. And David and I have worked together for 30 years. He's a writer as well. We We've, we've worked, um, he does a lot of video production and, and, and video for CEOs and companies and, and telling their story, if you will. So he got involved in pre- preparing this video that would play at the beginning of the concert. And afterwards, you know, we're talking about just this whole journey that we've been on with Juan and watching this concert unfold to where we ended up with 500 people attending. I mean, for a kid that nobody knew from a country, you know, where, where was it held, Marlene? It was held down at um, Park West in oh, Chicago. Oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. Now, I have so, a oh, Go ahead. Go oh, ahead, so, so the answer to the, you know, how did we end up writing the book is afterwards we looked at each other and said, this story should be told. And we decided to write the book together. Um, and the reason we did it together is I, I certainly can write Juan's story and Sam's story and, and even a lot of what, you know, uh, uh, Bishop Ron uh, was involved, but I didn't want to write about myself. So actually, David wrote me. So Marlene and and Bishop Ron. So it looks like to me that this book could be a screenplay. <laughs> I mean, it really. Oh I mean, it no, has the drama. Know, it has a, Mar- Marlene is way too humble to say yes to that. But I would agree. I uh, when I finished reading the book, I, that's one of the first things I thought. I said. This book is made for for it to become a movie. Right. It's uh, it's 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 just it, the story itself is so inspirational and triumphant, and it's uh, it has elements of faith and hope and perseverance and all those sort of things, and it touches your heart. And, right. and it's also smart. And music. You know, it's it's uh, there's a grittiness that you see in the humanity and the struggle of life. But uh, so here's but, my question, Ron. Yeah. Here's my question. Who would play you, and then who would play Father Greg? Brad Pitt? Are we talking Brad Pitt here? Dick Butkus. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brad Pitt played Bishop Hicks. <laughs> Who's going to play Marlene? Yes, Marlene. Oh. Some beautiful actress. Meryl Streep. Oh, my Meryl gosh. Streep. I can't imagine. Um no, it is. Uh, it would be. It would be wonderful. And the thing that I would love about that is, you know, there's, there's. This is such a, a wonderful story about cultures connecting, about the diversity of people. Where it, it, it didn't matter. People were wonderful to Juan. They wanted to lean in and help him. 
And there, there was so many different people from all different facets of life that really came together here. And it was simply to, because they wanted to do good. And I feel like there's so many people who want to do good. I think that's really And Marlene, I think you captured that so well. What I liked about your book is that it um, it doesn't have this saccharine sweet feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's inspirational, but it's uh, you 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 capture the the struggle and the humanity of life in it, and especially through Juan. And uh, but you're right; it's a good story. We're filled with so much bad news and so many just dark things that are happening all around us. And uh, to read something like this that is true, that is inspirational, that, that's based with faith and with hope and with love, it's, uh, it, it all came together. It's, um, and here's the other thing. I read it and I thought, it's like, this is an extraordinary book, but maybe it's just because I know it so well. Mm-hmm. I, I love this story. So I gave the book to many of my um, my family members and a few friends for, for Christmas. And I said, just just read it. I know you know NPH, but what do you think? And everyone who's read it has agreed that um, it, it's well worth the read, and it, it stays with you. It's an inspirational book and story. Marlene, if someone wants to get a copy of Music Has Legs, how can they do it? It's, it's available on Kindle and in, in print on Amazon. So Music Has Legs by David Hasnoff and Marlene Byrne, and published by whom? Um, Good Stories Publishing. Good Stories Publishing. And now, you know, question mark uh, for Bishop Hicks is, how old is Juan today? He's, oh, he's I, I 34. Lose. 34, okay. I, I lose track of time. Wow. In, my, in my mind, he's still always going to be and, 12 and, and years old. And he's, living, and he's living where? He is. He's. He, you know, I, I I talk to him regularly. He is um, married, and wow. living in um, in El Salvador. He works for a community in this in the town that he lives. He works sort of as a community center, but he also is teaching music lessons and teaching some English, which we we all find a little funny since his English <laughs> is great. But I'm sure it's better than anybody he's teaching. But he's doing really well, and he's um, he's happy. And he's, you know, for Bishop Hicks, and that is. There's no question that NPH has truly saved lives, but also has touched your life. It's touched Marlene's life and so many others. Now, if somebody wants to get involved with NPH today, any of our listeners, how can they do that? You know, probably in this modern time, one of the easiest ways is just to go online and to learn about it, and it can take you right there. Just go to www.nph.org and... uh, and then there's so many ways you can look about our history, how to volunteer, how to get involved, all those sort of things. So www.nph.org. Now, I'm going to shift a little bit, but it's kind of to get both of your thoughts on giving. So a dear mentor, friend of mine, Father Jim Close, always said, Matthew 25, giving's alimosinary, which means we are compelled by the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is not, you know, and... and all of a sudden at Cathedral, as we're going through our strategic plan, our vision is a world in communion with Jesus Christ. What about supporting NPH? How, how does that connect to both of your worlds in terms of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I, uh, I agree with you that the, the gospel, our baptism, compels us to think more than just ourselves. 
it's to to really be concerned of the other, to understand that we belong to the family of God. And when I'd preach at masses or at fundraisers for NPH, what I'd say to people is there's a lot out there, and you you can't choose everything. If you already are part of something that you sponsor that's good and that you give to, wonderful. Keep on doing it. If NPH has touched your heart and you think this is something that uh, resonates with you, there's a lot of opportunity to get involved here. The bottom line is to do something, you know, put our faith into action. Sometimes people have the ability to do that with resources, with money. Sometimes it's with time. Sometimes it's with prayer. You know, we, we are people of prayer. We, we have to be connected in prayer. But just to connect to, um, to the different ministries and missions uh, of the church, it's, uh, it's a way that we're serving Jesus and we're serving each other. And Marlon, before we close, how has NPH touched your life? Can I, um, can I do something a little bit different? Sure. I wanted to make one little announcement sure. on your show today, and I know you'll love it, because it was announced on Friday that Bishop Ron Hicks will be the honoree for the celebration of Mundelein. Oh, um, wonderful. He Congratulations. He will, yes, he will be receiving as those who serve award. And it will be Friday, July 9th, in person with a mass at the Grotto. So I wanted to announce that because as you listen to everything that Bishop Ron did for MPH and what he continues to do in Joliet, you understand the importance of what he has given back and why it is so appropriate for him to be the honoree for as those who serve. And the Grotto is an outdoor mass then? It is. It's outside on beautiful Mundelein Seminary um, uh, grounds, and it will be from 5 to 7 with an event afterwards. On Friday, July 9th? Yes. And if you want to learn more about the invitation or to learn more about it, where would they go to Marlene? The Mundelein Seminary website. Marlene has that. Congratulations, Ron. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm humbled. Thank you. Marlene has that marketing heart. (laughs) Exactly. To the the very end of the program. We want to thank in a very, very special way Bishop Ron Hicks, the Bishop of the Diocese of Joliet, outstanding bishop, and to Marlene Byrne. And uh, for the great work you have done, Marlene, and because uh, I met you, Marlene, and Brian back over 25 years ago, and with uh, Bishop Ron over 35 years ago. So thank you for joining us today on this program. And again, the, the book "Music Has Legs" by David Hasnaw and Marlene Byrne. And again, one more time, Marlene, where can people pick up the book? Um, the book is at Amazon. Um, you can um, just search for Music Has Legs, or you can go to musichaslegs.com, and you can get the link there. So thank you very much to Bishop Hicks and to Marlene Byrne. Thank you to our co-host, Mark Teresi. Great being with you, Mark. Yeah, and what, what a joy. It was like a reunion today with it's Bishop Hicks and with Marlene. Reunion. Great, thank great you family all. reunion, how the years have gone by quickly. Special thanks also to our producers, engineers, Michael May and Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To all of our listeners, may God bless you. Have a blessed, blessed Holy Week. Make this Holy Week this year holy. Amen. Amen. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.